Hello and welcome to The Adventures of Pinocchio by Carlo Collodi, read by your host, me, Eli. Chapter 32. Pinocchio's ears become like those of a donkey. In a little while, he changes into a real donkey and begins to bray. Everyone at one time or another has found some surprise awaiting him. Of the kind which Pinocchio had on that eventful morning of his life, there are but few. What was it? I will tell you, my dear little readers. On awakening, Pinocchio put his hand up to his head, and there he found... Guess! He found that during the night, his ears had grown at least ten full inches. You must know that the marionette even from his birth, had very small ears. So small indeed, that to the naked eye, they could hardly be seen. Fancy how he felt when he noticed that overnight, those two dainty organs had become as long as shoe brushes. He went in search of a mirror, but not finding any, he just filled a basin with water and looked at himself. There he saw what he never could have wished to see. His manly figure was adorned and enriched by a beautiful pair of donkey's ears. I leave you to think of the terrible grief, the shame, the despair of the poor marionette. He began to cry, to scream, to knock his head against the wall. But the more he shrieked, the longer and the hairier his ears grew. At those piercing shrieks, a dormouse came into the room, a fat little dormouse who lived upstairs. Seeing Pinocchio so grief-stricken, she asked him anxiously, What is the matter, dear little neighbor? I am sick. I am sick. My dear little dormouse, very, very sick, and from an illness which frightens me. Do you understand how to feel the pulse? A little. Feel mine, then, and tell me if I have a fever. The dormouse took Pinocchio's wrist between her paws and, after a few minutes, looked up at him sorrowfully and said, My friend, I'm sorry, but I must give you some very sad news. What is it? You have a very bad fever. But what fever is it? The donkey fever. Oh, I don't know anything about that fever, answered the marionette beginning to understand even too well what was happening to him. Then I will tell you all about it, said the Dormouse. Know then that within two or three hours you will no longer be a marionette nor a boy. What shall I be? Within two or three hours you will become a real donkey, just like the ones that pull the fruit carts to market. Oh, what have I done? What have I done? cried Pinocchio, grasping his two long ears in his hands and pulling and tugging at them angrily, just as if they belonged to another. After this long speech, Pinocchio walked to the door of the room, but when he reached it, remembering his donkey ears, he felt ashamed to show them to the public and turned back. He took a large cotton bag from a shelf, put it on his head, and pulled it far down to his very nose. Thus adorned, he went out. He looked for Lampwick everywhere, along the streets, in the squares, inside the theaters, everywhere, but he was not to be found. 
He asked everyone whom he met about him, but no one had seen him. In desperation, he returned home and knocked at the door. Who is it? asked Lampwick from within. It is I, answered the marionette. Wait a minute. After a full half hour, the door opened. Another surprise awaited Pinocchio. There in the room stood his friend with a large cotton bag on his head, pulled far down to his very nose. The sight of that bag, Pinocchio felt slightly happier and thought to himself, my friend must be suffering from the same sickness that I. I wonder if he too has donkey fever. But pretending he had seen nothing, he asked with a smile, how are you, my dear Lampwick? Very well, like a mouse in a Parmesan cheese. Is that really true? Why should I lie to you? Pinocchio began to count. One, two, three. At three, the two boys pulled off their caps and threw them high in the air. And then a scene took place, which is hard to believe, but is all too true. A marionette and his friend Lampwick, when they saw each other, both stricken by the same misfortune, instead of feeling sorrowful and ashamed, began to poke fun at each other, and after much nonsense, they ended by bursting into hearty laughter. They laughed and laughed and laughed again. They laughed till they ached, laughed till they cried. But all of a sudden, Lampwick stopped laughing. He tottered and almost fell. Pale as a ghost, he turned to Pinocchio and said, Help! Help, Pinocchio! What is the matter? Oh, help me! I can no longer stand up! I can't either, cried Pinocchio, and his laughter turned to tears as he stumbled about helplessly. They had hardly finished speaking when both of them fell on all fours and began running and jumping around the room. As they ran, their arms turned into legs, their faces lengthened into snouts, and their backs became covered with long, gray hairs. This was humiliation enough, but the most horrible moment was the one in which the two poor creatures felt their tails appear. Overcome with shame and grief, they tried to cry and bemoan their fate. But what is done can't be undone. Instead of moans and cries, they burst forth into loud donkey brays, which sounded very much like, haw, hee-haw, hee-haw. At that moment, a loud knocking was heard at the door, and a voice called to them, Open! I am the little man, the driver of the wagon which brought you here. Open, I say, or beware! Chapter 33 Pinocchio, having become a donkey, is bought by the owner of a circus who wants to teach him to do tricks. The donkey becomes lame and is sold to a man who wants to use his skin for a drumhead. Very sad and downcast were the two poor little fellows as they stood and looked at each other. Outside the room, the little man grew more and more impatient and finally gave the door such a violent kick that it flew open. With his usual sweet smile on his lips, he looked at Pinocchio and Lampwick and said to them, Fine work, boys. You have brayed well, so well that I recognized your voices immediately, and here I am. On hearing this, the two donkeys bowed their heads in shame, dropped their ears, and put their tails between their legs. At first, the little man petted and caressed them and smoothed down their hairy coats. Then he took out a curry comb and worked over them till they shone like glass. 
Satisfied with the looks of the two little animals, he bridled them and took them to a marketplace far away from the land of toys in hope of selling them at a good price. In fact, he did not have to wait very long for an offer. Lampwick was bought by a farmer whose donkey had died the day before. Pinocchio went to the owner of a circus who wanted to teach him to do tricks for his audiences. And now, do you understand what the little man's profession was? This horrid little being, whose face shone with kindness, went about the world looking for boys, lazy boys, boys who hated books, boys who wanted to run away from home, boys who were tired of school. All these were his joy and his fortune. He took them with him, to the land of toys and let them enjoy themselves to their heart's content when, after months of all play and no work, they became little donkeys, he sold them on the marketplace. In a few years, he had become a millionaire. What happened to Lampwick, my dear children? I do not know. Pinocchio, I can tell you, met with great hardships even from the first day. After putting him in a stable, his new master filled his manger with straw, but Pinocchio, after tasting a mouthful, spat it out. Then the man filled the manger with hay, but Pinocchio did not like that any better. Ah, you don't like hay either, he cried angrily. Wait, my pretty donkey, I'll teach you not to be so particular. Without more ado, he took a whip and gave the donkey a hearty blow across the legs. Pinocchio screamed with pain, and as he screamed, he brayed, Ha! 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 I can't digest straw! Then eat the hay, answered his master, who understood the donkey perfectly. Ha! 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 Hay gives me a headache! Do you pretend, by any chance, that I should feed you duck or chicken? asked the man again, and angrier than ever, he gave poor Pinocchio another lashing. The day came at last when Pinocchio's master was able to announce an extraordinary performance. The announcements posted all around the town and written in large letters read thus, Great spectacle tonight, leaps and exercises by the great artists and the most famous horses of the company. First public appearance of the famous donkey called Pinocchio, the star of the dance. The theater will be as light as day. That night, as you can well imagine, the theater was filled to overflowing one hour before the show was scheduled to start. Not an orchestra chair could be had, not a balcony seat, nor a gallery seat, not even for their weight in gold. The place swarmed with boys and girls of all ages and sizes, wriggling and dancing about in a fever of impatience to see the famous donkey dance. When the first part of the performance was over, the owner and the manager of the circus in a black coat, white knee breeches, and patent leather boots presented himself to the public and in a loud, pompous voice made the following announcement. Most honored, Ladies and gentlemen, your humble servant, the manager of this theater, presents himself before you tonight in order to introduce to you the greatest, the most famous donkey in the world. 
a donkey that has had the great honor in his short life of performing before the kings and queens and emperors of all the great courts of Europe. The manager bowed and then turned to Pinocchio and said, Ready, Pinocchio, before starting your performance, salute your audience. Pinocchio obediently bent his two knees to the ground and remained kneeling until the manager, with the crack of the whip, cried sharply, Walk! The donkey lifted himself on his four feet and walked around the ring. A few minutes passed, and again the voice of the manager called, Quick step! And Pinocchio, and Pinocchio obediently changed his step. Gallop! And Pinocchio galloped. Full speed! And Pinocchio ran as fast as he could. As he ran, the master raised his arm, and a pistol shot rang in the air. As he ran, the master raised his arm, and a pistol shot rang in the air. At the shot, the little donkey fell to the ground as if he were really dead. A shower of applause greeted the donkey as he arose to his feet. Cries and shouts and hand clappings were heard on all sides. At all the noise, Pinocchio lifted his head and raised his eyes. There in front of him, in a box, sat a beautiful woman. Around her neck, she wore a long gold chain from which hung a large medallion. On the medallion was painted the picture of a marionette. That picture is of me. That beautiful lady is my fairy, said Pinocchio to himself, recognizing her. He felt so happy that he tried his best to cry out. What do I want with a lame donkey, said the manager to the stable boy. Take him to the market and sell him. When they reached the square, a buyer was soon found. How much do you ask for that little lame donkey, he asked. Four dollars. I'll give you four cents. Don't think I'm buying him for work. I only want his skin. It looks very tough, and I can use it to make myself a drumhead. I belong to a musical band in my village, and I need a drum. I leave it to you, my dear children, to picture to yourself the great pleasure with which Pinocchio heard that he was to become a drumhead. As soon as the buyer had paid the four cents, the donkey changed hands. His new owner took him to a high cliff overlooking the sea, put a stone around his neck, tied a rope to one of his hind feet, gave him a push, and threw him into the water. Pinocchio sank immediately, and his new master sat on the cliff waiting for him to drown so as to skin him and make him a drumhead.